This week, we kill the chaos of E3 with our guest, McRayla. We have all of the E3 presentations, news, and announcements. Guys, it's so much. We have day two of the Gorilla Collective and so much more. Roll the intro. Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I am your host, Danny K. With me, as always, the wonderful, the beautiful, the Mr. Green Elite. How you doing, Green? I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like shit. <laughs> I don't, feel uh, like a massive, saggy bag of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just watched that yesterday, too. But yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm here. Not feeling the greatest, but, uh, you know, I'm, as, as you so oftenly put, I'm with you always. So, yeah. How are you doing, Danny? I'm good. I'm not congested. <laughs> you want to hang out? We could kiss. <laughs> Give me your germs. Oh. Give me your germs, big boy. With me, 99.9% of the time, the powerful, the beautiful, the Revs fan, Padre. How are you doing? I'm doing great, dude. Um, aside from the, my eyeball hurting from that rock, uh, the, I'm, I'm good. I'm tired that rock okay i gotta feel i feel like i have to ask you to explain that phrasing bro like so i was sitting there like i had you know this giant weed eaters sitting there going to town cleaning up my yard and everything and my yard was like fuck you dude just yeeted a rock into my eyeball it was not a great time i i then put on safety glasses after you know because i'm better at damage control than i am preventing the damage the fuck did that pin go <laughs> with us this week we have the wonderful mcrayla mcrayla welcome back to the oh, show thank for, you thank you for having me for the kind of people who, who don't know who you are what the do you kind do of people what do i do i uh play video games i stream video games on twitch um you can find me at twitch.tv slash spelled m-i-c-k-e-r-a-y-l-a you can actually find me on like any social media platform as that so you know it's chill it's cool dope 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 we really appreciate you being here because we have a lot to break down and we we needed the extra set of hands for sure oh yeah absolutely my hands are yours to command my friend phrasing <laughs> no <Yes>. no <laughs> why so uh, we appreciate you guys for watching and listening. If this is your first time with us, we hope you enjoy and get a lot of value out of this show. If you miss any part of this wonderful program here, you can catch us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And of course, if you're uh, catching us on those platforms, you can join us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Each week I have a question of the week, and I uh, think I forgot to write it down again. I know what I want to ask, though. Let me go on ahead and... and, and Here's the uh, question of the week. If you had a chance to ask a question of the week, what would it be? Well, Now oh. we have, like, unlimited questions of the week. Oh. See, it's like the infinite wishes thing with the genie, right? Well, so here's what I'm actually going to ask. Tell me a fake announcement from E3... That sounds like it's real. I'm asking you guys a question. Like, right. like, like us? Well, uh, just in general. Tell me a fake announcement from E3 that sounds like it's real. That's what I want to. That's what I want to hear this week. And not necessarily a real question. I want you guys to lie to me. Go on ahead and lie to me this week. I mean, I I can think of like one off the top of my head for sure. 
Call of Duty Warzone is getting an anti-cheat next week. <laughs> he said one that sounds like it could be real, though. Like. <laughs> oh, okay. I, 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 I got this. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone devs say that they're going to put more attention into the game instead of the store. That sounds like that sounds like it could be an announcement that's mm -hmm. made that's that's not yeah. It also sounds like an announcement that's that, that would be made that wouldn't be followed through on. <laughs> uh, you guys, we over here, Rev. You got one that you want to like throw out there? A fake announcement uh, from E3 that sounds like it's real. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus is actually finally getting a sequel instead of just a just a, a remaking it again. They're gonna give it a full on sequel. One of the most beautiful, most beautiful games in PlayStation Two era. Getting a sequel. Yeah, McRayla, how about you? Uh, yeah, I got one. Um, hit main character from the video game series Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Goofy has been announced for Smash. So, um, <laughs> I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah. So um, who we don't know him. Goofy. Goofy all the way. <laughs> what would Goofy's moveset be for Smash? Well, he'd definitely have his shield out, and it's literally just like... he. I mean, he has a moveset in Kingdom Hearts. There's like one where he throws his, his shield, and it goes blah, 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 like all across the field. And then there's one where he just like spins with his shield out and just smacks people around. and mm -hmm. He gives them the hyuk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I would uh, like to see Mr. Meeseeks as a playable character in Smash. <laughs> if we can get Rick in Fortnite, we can get Mr. Meeseeks in Smash. Come on. Yeah. My my fake announcement is uh, next year, E3 will allow everyone to co-stream all of the events without uh, threat of takedown notice, uh, DMCA takedown Ooh. notices. Yes. Uh, E3 is really going to cater to the independent creators uh, that give their uh, game, that give the entire event a lot of clout and hype. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my that's my fake E3 <laughs> <laughs> announcement. Uh, so, I mean, you got, we got a lot of news. You guys want to get right into this news? Yeah. Bring All right. The news. Make it so. So <clears throat> this show is going to be almost entirely dedicated to the Gorilla Collective 2 and a bunch of the E3 stuff. I'm going to say it now. No, we cannot possibly cover literally every single game announcement, trailer, release, and goof and an Easter egg that happened this week. We just physically cannot. We would be here for probably five hours, and we don't have that kind of energy and or time. So yeah, there's no way. There's no way. I'd be napping at, at the two hour mark. Yeah. So uh, you guys can you guys can let us know what you like, what you didn't like in the live chat. You guys can tweet at us at Danny K D A N I E C A E. Let me know. You can also um, let us know in the YouTube comments. A lot of these are going to be fairly abridged. I'm sorry if we don't talk uh, a lot about like the things that you really want us to talk about because we just can't do all of it. <laughs> so that being said, uh, Gorilla Collective Day 2. I got to say, right off the bat, show is way better than last week. Called it. 100% way better. The hosts were on point. Uh, there's more quality control uh, and generally just a better show. Just generally better. Good for them. Now, let's hope next year, if they do this exact same thing, day one is as good as day two. Um, that's just one thing I wanted to get get uh, like started. And it's just like, yeah, great job. 
Charlotte, great. Done very well. Uh, some of the things that were announced, and again, we can kind of... Um, uh we can kind of like stop and stop and whatever else if you want to if you guys want to add anything um origami 2 or origami 2 is a third person stealth ninja game coming to playstation xbox and pc looks kind of interesting kind of um assassin's creed ish but with like more magic i'd definitely try that one out that one was pretty cool yeah um demon's mirror a deck builder meets a match three roguelike game i think the match the mashup is interesting in terms of genres and gameplay uh, being honest, so when I looked at the trailer, the art style looks a little uninspired. Just me. They kind of look like generic mobile art. <laughs> a little bit. Um, then there was uh, Despots Games, a or Despots game, a roguelike tactics auto battler. Yes, Rev. That one's a lot of fun. I played it after the Steam, uh, the Steam Lunar Festival. Yeah. That that one right there is one of the most fun roguelike I've ever played. Yeah, it's, it's super fun. You know, like the, getting to control like actual like upgrade your guys in certain ways. They actually can even like if you go through certain classes, they're like different um, different abilities and different kind of soldiers you can have per class. And if you get like a whole bunch in one class, they actually become more like synchronous. Sync. They sync better. Um, and they actually like do more powerful attacks and stuff. It's it's really really good. There's a really interesting system to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that one's a it's a rogue like tactics auto battler where you equip and level up an army to battle in a post apocalyptic world. Um. We saw one of Rev's up and comers, Happy's Humble Burger Farm, the survival horror game coming to PC. Ugh. <laughs> you okay there, buddy? Yeah. That game's that's uh, it's freaky. <laughs> Yeah, the cow suit chases you, man, and tries to swallow you up and keep you in, <laughs> inside of itself. It's terrifying. It scared Green, and all he did was see a TikTok of it. Yeah, this is true. I pissed <laughs> myself a little bit. Yeah. Um, next on my list here is Hello Neighbor Two. That got shown off, um, and they talked about very specifically how the AI works and how it learns from you and all the other players. So it's like a part of a neural network that. As like McRayla plays it, it's going to basically teach the AI how to play, and it's going to affect how I play it. Oh, right, which would be hard to exploit anything. Yeah, could um, be crazy. Raji, I believe I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, R A G I, an Indian game featuring Hindi voice work, is getting an enhanced edition. Uh, it's a it's a Indian um, action RPG. Which looked pretty good. It looked beautifully done. Um, Severed Steel, a single-player FPS that has uh, slow-mo and fast dynamic movement a la Mirror's Edge. Got a new trailer, uh, got a new gameplay trailer specifically. It also kind of gave me some super hot vibes. Where it's a little bit more about um, completing a level. It looks like it's more about completing levels like in an interesting and fast way um rather rather than like a shooting gallery uh then the last one i saw that kind of gave me uh that um that i uh, that piqued my interest or i thought looked interesting was called trash sailors it's a hand-drawn four-person co-op game and kind of gives me some don't starve vibes you build a boat out of trash that's floating in the water one that i could see mcrail playing it oh, is yeah. very Absolutely. it's also very fun 
I uh, I got to te- I got to play it too and test it out. It is it, it's a lot of fun. It it can really put a, a strain on a friendship though if you're not careful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me there. Uh, yeah. So that was, I mean the Grill Collective. I didn't get to watch the wholesome direct. Um, I was just very busy over the last couple days, uh, so I wasn't able to get caught up on that. Uh, Rev, were you able to watch the wholesome direct? Uh, no, I didn't get to watch the wholesome direct. I saw some of the games that were coming out of it, but I didn't. I haven't really have to do a deep dive into them just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I did watch um, the Gorilla Collective though, and one game that I think got left off of your list that I think we that needs to be talked about, um, especially since you played it, is Raw Men. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That right there, I'm making the call now. That's going to be like your next kind of like Among Us type game where it gets really popular for a while, just because of the the comedy of it. Uh, how funny it is and how how interesting all the different game modes are um yeah i, I think ramen's gonna be a huge hit yeah i i agree i the the it's funny it's got kind of like that um almost gross humor like it's not yeah, really that, gross but it's kind of gross it's gross enough to laugh at but not be yeah. like too burnt out and like not look at it and go ah eh, come on and when we played it we played it in like super early alpha so there wasn't like a whole lot to do and um but they've been opening up more play tests to try new game modes and uh introduce new mechanics and all kinds of stuff they had to rename a couple of the weapons and stuff but aside from that it's been the progress for the game has been fantastic um and another one that i got to try the demo out of that was on the gorilla collective 2 was called unmetal it's being published by versus evil the same people that make first class trouble which is kind of like it, you know that deception based you know we have an imposter it kind of uh, kind of game and unmetal is is so good it's like a almost like a 2d version of a metal gear solid but it's like self aware that it's a video game so there'll be like parts where you're trying to sit there and do something and your character will say this happened this happened this happened it'll start happening on screen and there's one where there was like this massive pit and full of tentacles and all this stuff and the the guy that you're talking to goes well, I'm just going to scratch that from my report. And like, they all disappear within the game. It's just like, <laughs> it, it's very funny and very self-aware. Like I, it, it, I would recommend playing the demo on that one if you haven't yet. But those, uh, those are the ones that I saw from, from kind of the indie scene outside of actual, like the main E3 thing that, that caught my eye aside from the, some of the stuff you named, of course. Yeah. Uh, Green, anything in the Gorilla Collective you wanted to mention? Uh, not really. Uh, uh... The only one that I like really piqued my interest was the was that uh, ninja one. Yeah, Macrela. Anything you wanted to add? No, you guys pretty much covered all of it. I'm also adding on. I think that ninja one had a really cool art style. It was like semi-realistic, but also obviously like very stylized. It looked really cool. It looked like something I'd definitely pick up. Reminded me a little bit of like um, Inside or the the other one, the one that came before. I can't remember. Limbo. What. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Limbo. so good. Those are good games. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on from the Gorilla Collective to E3 and uh, maybe some, uh, some more square squares, more corporate. Sorry, I don't know. I was trying to make fun of Square Enix's name. Squeenix. 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 Um, I wasn't able to watch the Square Enix uh, the event. Um, oh, I watched that one. How how was their showcase, bro? It, it was not good. Like it was very <laughs> just like, meh. It yeah. wasn't as bad as Ubisoft's, in my opinion. But 
but it was yeah it was very man i mean they had some cool stuff like you're gonna that you you're gonna be bringing up but all in all it was like uh, i don't know i like out of all the all the things that were announced i think uh because I'm, I'm pretty sure life is strange 3 was announced during the square enix one because they're the publisher for it mm-hmm. um it but aside from that one like nothing really caught my interest because they like there was just nothing that was put out there to the point of like oh man that looks entertaining it was just literally like kind of just a bunch of game trailers that were okay yeah uh mcgrilla i'm curious did you get to watch it at all i didn't i get didn't get to watch a whole lot of e3 just because i was busy with like work stuff and everything but um i saw a little bit of like a re of it i'm honestly i'm i'm dis granted this is me going off on the thing that i love am i disappointed that there was no kingdom hearts news yes but you know i'm not surprised um, I'm. I, I am a little surprised though that they didn't show more of the, or didn't show anything from what I know of of the Final Fantasy VII remake. It's a little, little surprised there. But yeah, yeah they showed like a tiny little thing on the what is the Integrate or whatever the. Oh yeah. That that's literally like all. Final, yeah. Like, that's all I saw from Final Fantasy. Yeah. Aside from Origin, the the thing with Chaos and that was right in and of itself just lackluster too. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Green, mm-hmm. anything you want to add to the base conversation about the presentation? Um, I only caught like a little bit of it. Like I caught the Guardians of the Galaxy and then the the, the Avengers bit. Uh, and that, that's pretty much it. I, I don't really keep a huge track on Square Enix anymore. Yeah. So those are the ones that beat me. Yeah. So here's what was announced. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'll admit I was wrong. I was thinking they're just going to like wrap the DLC in with that, uh, with uh, Marvel's Avengers, but I was wrong. Uh, but Avengers is getting DLC. They're getting the war for Wakanda. Um, and- so should have been switched in my opinion, from what I saw, they should have done the, like they should have done guardians of the galaxy as the DLC and then done what war for Wakanda as its own thing. Yeah. But that's just, I don't have I don't have strong feelings about anything Marvel, so that's that's for the Marvel nerds to fight in the comments. Um, next was Babylon's Fall, a collaboration between Square and Platinum Games. It's an action RPG a la Nier's Hatama or Bayonetta, and with co-op, which will be cool. Um, we can get on to Final Fantasy now. Uh, Final Fantasy got a new spinoff called Stranger of Paradise: Final Fantasy Origin, and that's going to be PS5 exclusive. And it immediately got memed on because of how edgy the fucking chaotic dialogue was. It was so dull, dude. It was so like I was sitting there watching it, and and I was it was so funny. I was sitting there watching it, and I was like, "Man, this looks like it should be a Final Fantasy game, but does not seem like it should be a Final Fantasy game." It 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 had all of like the Final Fantasy tropes in it. This looked like a fan made Final Fantasy game. Yeah. There you go. That's you want to talk about like the perfect description. You nailed it. It looked like a fan made Final Fantasy game in like the character naming of like a in like they were revealed so fucking much. It, it was weird. It was like, um, yeah, they gave away like what felt like it should have been the big reveal about, yeah, 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 about yeah. chaos. Right. Like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They named a character chaos. And I'm just like, that is like straight up. That is the tropiest Final Fantasy thing that you I mean, that's like the most Kingdom Hearts Final Fantasy thing that you could fucking do. Yeah. Is name it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it feels really uninspired. Um, 
Then uh, they also announced that the first six Final Fantasy games are getting a Pixel Perfect remaster, and they're going to be going to Steam and the mobile stores. Which is, I guess, actually, yeah. I'm not. I don't hate on that. That's, that's yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm with. That. I'm actually. I'm very excited about that because I've been debating on whether or not I want to play through the entire Final Fantasy series. And this just, it pretty much, I don't know if I'll be doing it anytime soon, but it, at least, like, I've been wanting to play them. So now I can, and I'm actually pretty excited about it, so. Yeah. I actually kind of, I was a little surprised thinking about it. I'm like, I, that they didn't have, um, they have the remakes, the DS remakes, the 3D remakes for mm-hmm. um, Final Fantasy 3 and 4 on the iOS store. So I was a little surprised. I'm like, oh, they don't have 3 or 4 on like the originals on iOS. So oh, that's a little odd, but um, cool that they're bringing it. You know, mm-hmm. I see no problem with that. Um, yeah, overall, Square Enix was kind of just meh. Yeah, yeah. whenever you're getting like pixel perfect remasters of the original six Final Fantasy games, and that's kind of like the one that really gets your attention, that kind of feels like the rest of it fell pretty flat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they may yeah. end up doing like I, they. I think so. Here, I'm going to go ahead and just make this prediction real quick. I think a lot of these devs and publishers are actually going to be doing their own directs soon. Like, so they're mm-hmm. putting out just little tastes of things here and there, and then they're going to just do their own directs where they'll do all their actual like big reveals for like like say for Square, they'll do the you know the actual big Final Fantasy remake. What is going to be part two, and then uh, and then whatever else like maybe any kingdom heart news and whatnot because you know like nintendo is going to end up doing a nintendo direct within the next month and a half and so i think a lot of these devs and publishers will too yeah yeah um i also think with sony kind of going off and doing their own thing we might see some stuff from so from square during sony's state of play because they're all because they're so intertwined and everything yeah yeah oh 100 yeah i definitely agree with that uh, do we want to go from Square to Devolver? Let's devolve into this madness that was this cheeky and entertaining as ever, as you would say. Yes. Uh, this time, which we didn't, I will say we did not get a, a sequel to Devolver Land, unfortunately. But we did get Devolver Max Plus, and it was a wonderful lampooning of all the subscription services we ever fucking see. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw some uh, Shadow Warrior again, which is you know fine and Danny. Nothing. Well, they're nom- That's like one of their core things. So you're yeah. gonna you're gonna see it. Uh, we saw a game called Trek to Yomi, where a young a game about a young samurai. Uh, we saw a game called Wizard with a Gun, and I'll be honest, it looks really fucking cool. I love the uh, art style. It's going to be a co-op sandbox survival game. Um, oh yeah this next one though yeah this next one is one for for rev it's uh a new game from the pony island developer uh it's uh a dark and what i'm going to assume is a very meta card game called inscription spelled i-n-s-c-r-y-p-t-a-t-i-o-n and that was announced i'm not usually a big card game guy but Dan, was it Dan Cummins, I think is his name? Or Dan Mullins, sorry, Dan Mullins. I threw my phone on the floor. Um, he he, dude, he makes some really, really cool dark shit, and I'm really excited for Inscription. I already signed up for, for testing for Inscription and day one coverage. Nice. 
Nice, nice. And then uh, the last thing I have here is Devolver Tumble Time, a mobile game which is ad-supported and has an incredibly satirical trailer, which was great for lambasting the current uh, mobile market. Devolver, uh, they they have like this idea of being like the anti-devs. I love it. Or anti-publishers, which is just delightful. Mm-hmm. The the whole thing, like the whole like Devolver presentation, well, like there wasn't like a ton announced. Like the whole the whole thing was entertaining. Like I absolutely fucking loved it. I I they sat and I watched the whole thing. Every time, bro. Yeah. You gotta love them. Yeah. And like the 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 absolute demigods that was hoisting uh, the the lady around the entire time. Man, I I wish I could get two absolute fucking demigods to just walk me around my office. Um, and then they also got their, uh, CEO, like their actual CEO in on, uh, in on the, the presentation to make fun of all the other companies. And it's just, again, delightful on so many levels. Um, green, did you watch the devolver, uh, max plus event? That is one that I did not actually get to catch. How about you, McGrela? Didn't get to catch it, unfortunately. Um, Rev, you have anything else you want to add? Uh, no, you you pretty much covered how well it was put together. Like I, I'm with you. I watched it, and I think we're kind of on the same page on a lot of the games on what looks good, what seemed like it fit. I just run of the mill devolver stuff. It's it's crazy when whenever a a publisher's run of the mill stuff is always just so good. Yeah, in one way or another, because Devolver Land was absolutely immaculate like very very um what's the word uh you know very in your face and up front and then they come and did this and just like you know what y'all can hate us if you want to but you know it's true you know with the whole dogging on the mobile market and then the uh the whole subscription service thing it's just it's it's perfect <laughs> yeah i should have was... done that i was just scratching my foot that's fucking disgusting yeah fantastic <laughs> God damn it, ref. It was uh, fantastic. So uh, do we want to take a step, uh, a few steps back and go to the Ubisoft Forward event? Yeah. So again, I didn't get to watch this one. Um, I was very busy Saturday, and uh, I, this happened like in the middle of the day Saturday. Uh, did you guys get to watch it at all? Like I watched the I've... actual event. I did. It was oh my god, dude! Like I actually put a tweet out about it too. So fun fact: I've never watched E3 ever. Anything from E3 ever. This was my first year actually watching anything from E3 and not just catching highlights after. And the first thing I tuned into was the Ubisoft Forward. And I'm sitting here for like ten minutes watching this dude on a drone flying across the city trying to work on this drone while this countdown timers go off. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Then they showed a game trailer. And then there was like another 10 minutes of some dude working on something else. And I'm like, uh, it, it, the whole theme was all of these things were all moving forward. I'm like, this is stupid. I ended up, I made it through the Rocksmith Plus thing. And I was like, all right, I've got to, I've got to do something else. I'm losing my mind just watching things move forward. <laughs> it was, oh God, it was bad. Yeah. Uh, green. Uh... I saw like the clip of the the Rainbow Six Six, uh, Six Extraction. Uh, didn't really pique my interest. Everything else is just like, uh, um. But 
yeah, no, I, I didn't get to like take in everything. Uh, I know that they were talking about Assassin's Creed as well and more content. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like the idea of the Rocksmith too. Rocksmith was pretty cool. The the Rocksmith actual like presentation for it was was really well done. And plus, they used they actually used the term indie darlings during the presentation, so that piqued my interest. But <laughs> the like it was it was really well put together. Um, and then aside from that, like the only other one that I that really like the presentation caught my interest was originally the Rainbow Six Siege, Rainbow Six Extraction one. But as you're watching it, you're just like that's there's nothing really that great about like you think okay rainbow six siege alien hordes all right this is going to kind of be cool and it really wasn't yeah uh by the way my first e3 that i ever did watch uh was back when ubisoft announced rocksmith for the first time but i'll get us yeah just a just a (laughs) little thing there um mikrela before we move on to the games i just want to know did you get to watch this what was your take on on the four no um, I've tried to catch a little bit of uh, bits here and there. I didn't get a whole chance to watch hardly any E3 or any for that matter. Um, but I tried to catch bits. I'm a little... No, that's a lie. I'm not surprised that there's more Assassin's Creed content. Um, I just kind of wish that they would slow down just because... Um, granted, I haven't been caught up on the Assassin's Creed series in like 10 years. But from what I remember, it was like they were just producing so much that like... The they were it was more of a matter of um quantity over quality. I don't know if that's still the case, but I kind of wish they would slow down just a little bit because now it's just kind of like it's more Assassin's Creed. It's not really a surprise. It's not anything special. It's it's almost like Call of Duty at this point where you're just like oh more Assassin's Creed. Also wish they would slow down so I could fucking catch up, but you know yeah it's not gonna happen anytime soon. So. Yeah, so uh, I'll get into the announcements quick. Um, Rainbow Six Extraction, uh, that's coming out September 16th. It is a Rainbow Six tactical, it's Rainbow Six tactical action with alien hordes, uh, co-op tactical horde mode shooter. It's, you know, kind of what you, kind of what it sounds like. Um, While functionality is probably not much different than zombies, aliens is aesthetically refreshing at least. Uh, it's also getting yep. uh, Rainbow Six Siege is also getting crossplay and cross progression. That's I mean that's kind of a, a cool thing for people who are mm-hmm. into I mean like if you're really into Siege like some people are and like if you're getting ready to make that jump from like say console to PC or whatever it's I mean that's that's a pretty big announcement for somebody who's you know in that that niche. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure Bubba Pudding is very excited about that because uh, he got to start playing um, Rainbow Six on console and then transition to PC. Um, a new game was revealed from the world of James Cameron's avatar called avatar frontiers of Pandora. Yeah, um, I can tell you, I can tell you why that one is even being made and released. It's because avatar came out so long ago that people are no longer even excited for the two and three. Cause they filmed them back to back and it took forever. Yeah, and the mass majority of people just aren't that excited for those, and so they're hoping that this game will be good enough to get people's interest back into the Avatar universe in time for the movies to come out. Yeah, well, that's my, that's my theory on it. Yeah, I I think that's generally pretty pretty acceptable, uh, pretty James acceptable Cameron theory. Does. What's that? James James Cameron does what James Cameron does because he's yeah. James Cameron. Hmm? Is that a yeah. South Park thing? It sounds like a <laughs> South Park thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> he raised the bar, goddammit. He stole fucking dance. We got dances with Smurfs the game. You know, like <laughs> dances with Smurfs the game. <laughs> I wish I could take credit for that, but I stole that one from South Park as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Car- Cartman was so pissed. <laughs> I'll be honest, it's just so fucking, it's so unexciting because Avatar just doesn't have any sort of, it has no cultural cachet. Nobody cared about Avatar three years after it came out. Nobody, yeah. like, I think the last time I saw or heard anything of Avatar, the movie, other than like James Cameron announcing he was making more of the damn things, uh, was... I saw like a Sears playing it on their TVs. That's like the last time I saw Avatar or like outside of yeah. when it came it, out. It's whole its whole thing was it's visual aesthetically pleasing types. You know, it was very, very big visually for the time. You know, it was in 3D and theaters when 3D was hitting really big. And, and it, that's still the case. But the problem is technology caught up fast when it came to mm-hmm. when it came to, you know, um, effects and stuff in movies. And so when people just realized that it was literally reskinned dances with wolves on a different planet, you know, you, your visual aesthetics are only going to get you so far before it's just like, well, whatever. Like this right. next one, this next movie is supposed to take place entirely underwater. So it's going to be like water world with wolves or with uh, Smurfs. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the avatar game piqued my interest. Um, it piqued my interest because like, I thought the world of avatar was really interesting, but like the story definitely left a lot to, like it lacked. So if they could come up with a decent story for the Avatar game, then I it would be super interesting. But I feel like it's just going to be another rehash of a classic movie that's just like, oh, we did this thing, and now our game looks really good, and that's why you should buy it. Do y'all remember when, like, PlayStation and N64 and all them just, like, started releasing video games based on movies? Like, Independence Day got its own yeah. video game and all that. And, like, the, they were yeah. great. Don't get me wrong. Like, the, the, the movies attached to them were great, but the games never did well. I have this really unnerving feeling that this is the, this is going to be the same here. And it doesn't help that when you look at the thumbnail, like, on most of the YouTube videos, um, whoever that is dressed up in the garb, the, uh, what are they, the Navi dressed up, literally looks like Blue Aloy from uh horizon i mean like i'm looking at i thought i thought it was aloy at first i was like this isn't the right article oh wait no it is they're blue yeah i think i think they're gonna definitely be a lot more reminiscent of like the the like the spider-man games from like sam randy's spider-man like each time they dropped a movie there was like the game that came out x-men did it too Mm -hmm. x-men did them too yeah that's that and that's what I'm talking about. Those like that time, whenever those were happening. You know which game did a really good job of being independent? It was the Transformers game. Like I bought that game. I loved the movies, bought the game. It was so good. Like it was an open world. Like you as a Transformer have different missions and stuff, but it was so open world that you could just do whatever you wanted and it was fun. Like was it, it in- was it GTA but with robots? A little bit, yeah. That's a little cool. bit. I would like to go ahead and uh, make this groundbreaking announcement, though, that the Avatar game is coming to Google Stadia oh. <laughs> and Amazon Luna. Oh, right. See, I swerved you there. I was like, oh, let's throw that shitty one out there. And then this promising one, it's like it's like the turd sandwich, you know, type, or the compliment mm. sandwich, you know, type thing. Right. So moving on from James Cameron's Avatar, Rocksmith Plus was announced and it's being billed as a subscription service, which I'll be honest I actually don't mind. And I'm saying this as a musician. Getting good tabs 
and getting music licenses first off getting music licenses is fucking expensive so if they can make they're that all more master tracks and they're all masters yeah that's fucking expensive and hard to do so i i mean i don't actually mind them as long as they actually make it worth their while that's not bad but getting good tabs is a pain in the ass it just is like getting a good and getting official tabs don't even fucking look for them sometimes Especially if you're like me and you love metal and punk music, you're not going to get official tabs anywhere. You're going to get some dude who thinks he has a magic fucking ear writing it out shittily on a fucking, like, notes pad uh, document and then uploading it to Ultimate Guitar, which Ultimate Guitar is going to try to force you to fucking use or buy their fucking Ultimate Guitar Pro. It's a, it's a fucking mess. So I like it. I like the idea. That's my rant as a musician. Um, shit like Music this. licenses being expensive or exactly why after Guitar Hero stopped selling so many copies, they had to pull the plug on it and stop producing Guitar Heroes because they couldn't afford to just keep getting music licenses for their games if they weren't going to sell an exorbitant amount. Yeah. Games, uh, you know. I'm I'm not sure if my dad just posted this, but he just posted the salt emoji, and yeah, pops, I'm fucking salty. <laughs> oh yeah, you can you can always tell when Danny's getting saltier because like he starts dropping f bombs like I do. Yeah, and yeah. You can tell when he's getting when he's when he's getting angry about yeah. it, and right? And rightfully so. I mean, like you said, it's it's incredibly difficult to do. So for them to turn this into a build subscription service, now the, the thing is, I don't think they announced a price. Yeah. Um, that could end up being an issue. And one thing that I thought they could have done, um, because Rock Band used to do it, actually Guitar Hero did it too when it went online, was you know, you could buy the individual songs, like go in I think like the individual songs like ninety nine cents or two dollars a piece or something like that, and you can you could have the song on your game. But I think that that would probably get too expensive with how many songs this game was already putting out in just in the trailer alone. Yeah. And all the different genres. They, they're they're going to have them like every single genre. Like you're going to learn how to play rap, like rap songs on guitar and stuff like that. It's insane. Yeah. Be, yeah. It's especially like I would I would love if it actually worked with different audio inputs, though, this time around, um, because I have tried Rocksmith. I actually refunded Rocksmith because it did not work with my audio interface. Mm-hmm. Um, it did not recognize my audio interface as a as a valid um as a valid input uh now that actually makes me wonder because what i saw of this of this trailer specifically was that you actually hooked up an app and then you played into your phone and your phone was what recorded all the audio i don't i i'm assuming they would probably still do the interface thing because that would be silly to take that away the original the original rocksmith came with a cable that was yeah the original rocksmith came with a um 14 inch i'm sorry not 14 inch um one quarter inch trs guitar plug to usb Mm. like it literally looked like a regular guitar cable that ran into a usb cable usba interesting yeah uh the original rocksmith also came with a really shitty um epiphone guitar (laughs) (laughs) um then next that was announced was the uh, Far Cry 6, or not announced, but shown off. Um, so I, I watched the trailer. I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. It's a little too outlandish for Far Cry because Far Cry's outlandishness comes from its plot and its characters more than like its tech and setting. Like some of the weapons they showed off look almost sci-fi. Like there's a fucking hmm. jetpack. I'm like, I don't remember there ever being a 
like anything close to a jetpack. Like the closest thing I could think of was like you could get um you could get uh wingsuits. But wingsuits exist. They might not function the way that they, you know, do in the Far Cry games, but they exist at least. Uh, you know, I don't think there's any real jetpacks and you don't want to see Far Cry go the way of Just Cause where it's just getting like way too outlandish you know like tying cables to a cow's feet and then shooting a rocket in the air and watching the rocket carry the cow off into the distance and and whatnot Uh, what was the what was the thing i saw you you would probably remember better than i would what was the thing i saw with far cry where you can actually play as the villains from previous far far cry games oh i i think i saw something like that yeah i i don't know any real details on that i'm sorry yeah, because I, I remember I didn't see that during the presentation when I was watching. I, I think by that point, I was kind of like half paying attention. But I saw it on like Twitter later. I was like, wait a second. Like, I don't remember seeing that, but that seems interesting. I don't I don't know if it's like part of going to be part of this or if it's going to be like its own spinoff type thing or. Yeah, I'm not sure. Hey, yeah, it'd be cool to play as Voss now. OK, so here's oh God, the thing. Yeah. They only showed three villains. Far Cry has two. Or Far Cry Three has two villains. Just gonna put that out there. There's Voss and there's Hoyt. I I, I don't want to spoil Far Cry Three for anyone that's uh, for anyone out there. But like, <laughs> like there's two villains. Voss is not the only villain. Hmm. Okay, you, so it's gonna be it's gonna be DLC. Oh, um, DLC. I looked at it right now. It is gonna be DLC uh, as part of a season pass where you can play as Voss. What is it? Pagan Men and Joseph Seed. Yeah. From mm-hmm. three, four, and five. Yeah. Still um, interesting. I mean, that's crazy. The game hasn't even come out. They've already. Get, I mean, that's kind of a when you think about it in a way like kind of a blockbuster DLC style announcement mm-hmm, when the mm-hmm. game hasn't even come out yet. So that's. I mean, that's pretty neat. Depending on how like how it goes with the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, McRayla mentioned this already, but Assassin's Creed is getting uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is getting uh, second year of content. Um, mm-hmm. and then uh, this was announced and then shown off in the uh, Nintendo Direct as well. But uh, Mario Plus Rabbids is getting a new game. It's called Sparks of Hope, and that's coming to the Nintendo Switch uh, in 2022. Aiden liked the first. My my son liked the first Mario and Rabbids game. He enjoys it. So, yeah definitely for the kid that's definitely more for the kids than it is for people like us mm-hmm. hey now speak for yourself <laughs> <laughs> also before we get too far away from it i would just like to point out that the dlc poster um for the far cry 6 thing was really cool how they had the three villains actually doing like the the speak no evil hear yeah. no evil see no evil thing oh that's cool it was like really like the way they did it at first at first it doesn't even really look like it's doing that but then you look at it you're like oh mm-hmm. wait a second i know what that is yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes you a second to look at it, to, like, notice it. Um, so, do we want to go from something that's kind of flaccid and meh to Microsoft? Those are the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about... And Mike. Bethesda. And Bethesda. <laughs> um, this was one of the only shows I really could catch live. Um, I was actually writing show notes while watching this and looking up other stuff. Um, so first off, it was really interesting to see Todd Howard be the first person out uh, for the joint Microsoft Bethesda showcase. Um, in the showcase itself, not a lot of talking, but there's a lot of back-to-back-to-back trailers, uh, which, you know, I'm not going to complain about. I was about to say, decent titles, too. Like, it would be it would be bad if it, they were just, like, meh titles. 
but they got some really really good stuff like I, i'm personally excited for play uh play tale requiem myself mm-hmm. like that one because play tale innocence the first one was really good and very dreadful like as you play it you're just like uh, you know like going through that those motions but yeah they it was i thought it was a pretty solid presentation for being mostly game trailers yeah mcrela what'd you think I'm really interested in the um, the Starfield. I really enjoy like space, spacey games. Um, I think space just in general is really pretty. And I was watching the trailer earlier and it looked really pretty. So I'm pretty excited about that. I just hope I can have a PC that will run it and make it look very pretty. But. Um, I would like to say real quick that I thought one of the things that they announced, like, you know, I'm a, I've always been a big proponent of Game Pass. Like I've always been a big, big supporter of Game Pass. And one of the ones that caught my attention is that they announced that Back for Blood was going to be a day one drop on Game Pass. Like that's a that's a pretty big anticipated title for for day one like that. So I thought that was a really good one. Yeah. Green, what'd you think? I only watched for one thing and that was Battlefield. <laughs> I was so happy. Yeah. It looks so good. Yeah, and we can talk about that here in a second, but let's uh, let's kind of get into some of these announcements here. So we got our first look at Starfield, which is going to be an Xbox and PC exclusive out November next year. No ca- gameplay, just a cinematic trailer. <laughs> I don't know if we'll actually see it next year or not. Being, if I'm being 100 with you guys, <laughs> I, I have my doubts. Um, I'm also a little surprised that we didn't even that we didn't get any sort of gameplay at all. But you know. We'll see. Um, next on the list was Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl. They got a full trailer with a bit of gameplay and story. This looks right up my alley. Very much in the vein of Metro or other apocalypse shooters. I have not played Stalker um, 1 at all. Uh, I think I own it. I just haven't tried it out. Um, but yeah. Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl. Uh, Sea of Thieves is getting a new content, uh, got a new content trailer, which crosses over with Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean, a new free DLC with that crossover. That's pretty. That, that's pretty yeah. big deal. I mean, that's a, that's a solid announcement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I'm sure Green was just salivating over was well. First off, earlier in the week we did get an announcement from EA that Battlefield 2042 was coming out. We got a. Uh, an official cinematic trailer. Then we got to see gameplay during this. Oh, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. So excited. It looks really fucking fun. I like the, the, that they added like the on the fly changing uh, equipment mm-hmm. on your weapons. Uh, that, that just cream of the crop. Yeah. The cream rises to the top. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, then 10 Bethesda titles are coming to Game Pass. Um, yeah, big shocker. Uh, and I'm going to give myself a plus one in the category here that uh, Fallout 76 introduced new content, the brother, uh, especially for the Brotherhood of Steel in their internal conflicts. And they also uh, teased a new expansion, which I believe will venture into Pittsburgh. So, yeah, that's uh, yeah. that was Fallout 76 is fallout 76 now compared to when it was released like is it still just utter garbage or did they pull like a no man's sky and kind of pull it around i think they i think they've pulled more of a no man's sky there was supposed i think last weekend was a free weekend i i want to try a free weekend before i buy 
I, sure. I've heard good things. I've I, heard, okay. I have, yeah, I, I have heard good, good things from people who have been like uh, Joe Retro, our friend Joe mm-hmm. Retro mm-hmm. likes where it's at. Uh, okay. Like he's been playing, like so. I want to try it mm-hmm. for sure, one hundred percent. Now that it's like in a position where it doesn't seem like complete and utter garbage, like it was, I want to try it. But I'm waiting for a free weekend. Right. Um, That's fair. Then the next game uh, is called Party Animals, which looks more like a look m- looks like a more polished and aesthetically pleasing Gang Beast. Yeah, me and uh, me and Pinata got to test that game out um, a while back. It it is very very yeah, um, very similar to to Gang Beast in style. It's it's pretty fun though. Like I, I everything it. about that game screamed Gang Beast to me. Yeah. Like it looked. Like the way the characters moved, all the combat, like everything, just like the game itself. I mean, it kind of looks like Xbox Game Studios saw Gang Beast and was like, we'll take that. That's that. That is fairly accurate. Yeah. Um, we got another updated look at Halo Infinite. Um, they gave us another cinematic trailer. They also showed off a new multiplayer mode, which looks like classic Halo multiplayer with a few new surprises. Also, multiplayer is going to be standalone and free-to-play, which is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, Green, I don't remember. Are you, uh, are you a Halo fan? I liked Halo up to Halo 4. So, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty excited to try Halo out. Yeah. Uh, what'd you guys think of it? Uh, Macrela? Um, I, I, I wasn't a big into Halo when like it first came out. I'm very far behind on the Halo series. Um, but at this point it's like, it's, it's another shooter. Shooter is a shooter is a shooter is a shooter for me. Yeah. Uh, Rev, anything you want to add to Halo? Uh, I- I am a fan of them making the multiplayer free to play because there are a ton of people that just like I I've played every Halo, but I've never played a single story. Um, I've always been a Halo multiplayer guy. So to see them make that free to play. And on top of that, with Xbox allowing free to play games, not require an Xbox Live Gold membership. Mm. You can you can still play it. You'll be able to play it without having to have Xbox Live Gold, which I think is really cool. Um, Solid move on their part to kind of excite the, the fan base. In yeah, my opinion. Uh, next on the list was Plague Tale Requiem, which you mentioned, uh, Rev. It's a follow up to Plague Tale Innocence. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. By the way, just as a quick aside, um, my favorite podcast, last podcast on the left, started a plague series last week. And if you guys haven't actually looked at how horrifying the bubonic plague is, look it up it's it's terrifying (laughs) it was it was a rough time and was it your uh european history right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. like uh they said that the 14 a lot of people are saying uh, the like historians say the 1400s were the uh worst years to be alive um yeah it's horrifying and fun to listen to when you realize it's not uh something uh that you have to deal with at this exact moment in time or anymore um next is slime rancher 2 that was announced I would like to, this is going to be a little bit of an aside. Um, my, uh, a personal friend of mine, Cricket, she is the communications director for Monomi Park. And I know that she worked her ass off with that team to get that Slime Rancher 2 presentation ready and done. And it came out really well. And so I would like to personally congratulate her and her team. It's 
seeing that seeing how all that hard work pay off is was really cool. Yeah. Um on next on my list was Atomic Heart. Uh it kind of gave me some Bioshocky vibes. Kind of. I can see that. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Um I think another big one for people uh was The Outer Worlds 2 got announced with yeah. an incredibly cheeky and self-aware trailer. It actually made me giggle a little bit. Give me, give me the chuckles. Um, I, go ahead. I'm excited for that. Um, I haven't played the first one. It was top of my list when my computer died, um, so I, I can't play it on my on my laptop. But I'm excited for it personally. Um, I've heard good things, and it looks really interesting. So, yeah, uh, Outer Worlds one. I think now that I have this new PC built, um, mm-hmm. will be probably one of the ones I check out here shortly uh yeah. at least in my free time i don't know if i'll stream it yeah. or if i can handle a stream on it but yeah i feel that um i should actually i should be able to handle streaming it but i'm not sure i'm not sure anyways i think the last big thing for the, that i wanted to mention was the arcane team who is behind dishonored and prey revealed a brand new ip called redfall which we didn't get any gameplay footage for, but we got a reveal trailer, and it's a supernatural co-op shooter. Uh, and it's going to be an Xbox exclusive, which is a little disappointing. But it's like, like you're a team of vampire hunters with supernatural powers blasting away at, at vampires. I would have to say that game right there generated probably, in my opinion, the most buzz on my personal Twitter timeline. <laughs> a lot of people... Yeah. Got really intrigued by that. Mm-hmm. And, and from what I, you know, the whole supernatural co-op shooter thing, um, there was a game that Clive Barker put together a long time ago when, um, on the Xbox 360 when it first came out called Jericho. And it was very similar. It was a, it was like a, uh, a supernatural shooter where each individual character had their own type of weapon that they would use, but also had their own supernatural power. Like the, the sniper was telekinetic. So you could guide her bullets through like, multiple enemies and stuff like that and it kind of reminded me of that in a way when i kind of was seeing how the game was gonna be and i really hope it's at least half as fun (laughs) yeah um yeah so i mean that's microsoft and bethesda was there anything else that we that i didn't mention that you guys wanted to talk about no not not from that particular one no yeah okay do you guys want to take a break and then we can come back and talk about the PC gaming show? Yeah, that sure. works. All right, guys, we'll be back in two minutes. We'll be right back. Hello, hello, hello. Zebo here to tell you about Grampian Roasts Coffee. Are you sick and tired of store-bought coffee that contains cockroach parts and other nasty things and usually tastes very bland? Well, how about try Grampian Roasts? Grampian Roasts is about creating unique coffees for the individuals as well as their communities. You can try coffees such as Zebo's Caffeine Carnival Blend, which is a blend of a Sumatran and Kenyan coffee that is a very balanced flavor. Please feel free to visit GrampianRoasts.com and use code REVSPIN at checkout to save 15% off your order. And we're back. Thank you guys for... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah you were just feeding your uh, bearded dragon yes. if and no curious. i am not the bearded dragon i've been asked 
like by everybody that doesn't know that I have a bearded dragon, they're like, are you the bearded dragon? <laughs> like, no, but that is, that would be a really dumb nickname. So you wow, should start calling rude. me that from now on. That was my, <laughs> that was my pet name for you. Good. Good. I, I thrive with dumb names, dude. My name is Rev Sven online. That's so stupid. So let's go. <laughs> well, you know what else is was kind of stupid, but in a fun way? The PC gaming show. Yes. Still cheesy, still kitschy. Still fun. I mean, compared to all this other stiff corporate nonsense that we have to deal with during E3, this is kind of cool. Uh, so I'm going to start with the new blood interactive stuff. Get it out of the way quick. First off, Dave uh, Dave Oshry is funny as hell. His delivery is great, and I'm glad his humor translates from Twitter. He's genuinely one of my favorite <laughs> people to follow on Twitter because he just uh, he's a CEO that shit posts. He's like a cool Elon Musk. It's great. Uh, <laughs> they uh, really only showed off their uh, sizzle reel uh, things like Dusk. A medieval but something was kind of interesting uh they stealth announced games in the sizzle rule which was mm-hmm. pretty badass if you guys watch the clip um if you watch the reel there were black and white clips of games that were brief and none of those games are games that they currently have out correct I also, I, I like that they added at the end of it the we hate dot money and you actually go to that website and it, you, you type in we hate dot money as a website and it takes you to their Steam page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they have like all of their websites, like all of their, um, like uh, for Gloomwood, the website is Thief with Guns. Yeah, I remember uh, when they did Unfortunate Spaceman, it was literally Among Us with Guns. Yeah. Um, they have an- another game coming out that... Uh, it, it's like a noir game, but it's called Doom Noir. <laughs> That's the website. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, super super cool and and interesting of them to do like a stealth announcement. Um, some of the games that were in the uh, stealth announcement were was a top down shooter, um, a Fallout uh, style isometric RPG, car combat game, and a visual novel a la uh, Doki Doki, and what I think is a VR version of their game, a medieval. That's what it looks like to me. I think a lot of people are saying that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's what that that's kind of that seems to be the uh, the rumor mill right now. Yeah. Um, now the whole thing with uh, New Blood was that they kind of like, oh, sorry, Dave, we can't have you talk anymore. We have to bump you for for Gabe Newell as he was about to show uh, a trailer for Gloomwood. That was so funny, dude. <laughs> Wasn't it? I was laughing so hard at that. He's like, Gabe. He's like old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what another thing, like, because um, Dave lives in New Zealand. Uh, he moved. Uh, him and a bunch of the other New Blood people actually moved to New Zealand, and Gabe Newell has like a love affair with New Zealand right now. And he's like, he doesn't even live here legally. <laughs> um, it's just great. I, honestly, if you guys don't follow Dave Oshry on um, on Twitter, follow him. He's fucking hilarious to follow. Um, but we did get a new gameplay trailer for Gloomwood, which looks fucking great. And it makes me want to play the full version of the game. I actually, I should like see if there's a way for me to get on early access for that game. I am that interested in it. I usually don't like want to search out for things like that, but I kind of want to this time. Um, so yeah, they bumped the Gloomwood trailer for Gabe Newell, who 
just talked about Steam Next Fest. That's it. That's yeah. all he did. <laughs> yeah, it was nothing even important. It was like that that made it even funnier. Right. Um before I move on uh to to some of the hardware that was shown off, you guys have anything you want to talk about for New Blood? Anything you want to add? I think it's funny that they're making a Dusk 84, which I think maybe the top-down shooter you were talking about, maybe yeah. like the one that was very, very pixel, looked super old, like an old-ass game. It's literally like they're taking their game Dusk and making a 1984 version of it, and that cra that cracks me up. I think that's hilarious. Also, um, we can't talk about New Blood Interactive without me saying, um, I hate you, David Szymanski. Because, <laughs> you know, he made Dusk, he's working on Gloomwood. He also made so. Squirrel Stapler. Shut up. <laughs> so it's actually funny real quick. I would like to point out uh, our resident historian, Chocolad, um, during a Twitter interaction of ours, actually mentioned Squirrel Stapler, but censored it because David Zemanski finds things that say Squirrel Stapler in them. And so he censored Squirrel Stapler in the tweet. Oh, yeah. And then I and then I tagged David and said, mention him, you coward. <laughs> <laughs> oh no this was this was just a few days ago i oh, remember was when it? you did that yeah you did that the last time that, that he got brought up in conversation <laughs> um okay so there's some hardware that was shown off um this one's for green this is green i think you desperately need this one it's called the impulse neurocontroller it's a glove that's supposed to give you faster response times Man, fuck you! <laughs> all it all it screams to me is the Nintendo Power Glove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like fingerless. <laughs> what it's supposed to do? It's supposed to like detect when you um are want to like click the mouse and then click the mouse for you essentially. Like my it, handshake, that would fuck me up so bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, bro, why are you doing three sixties? I don't know. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> my guy. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> my guy, how are you shooting automatic? It's a fucking pistol. I don't know. <laughs> um. Next was the CS CSLDD wheelbase, a wheelbase, uh, a cheaper wheelbase for racing games. Um, and by cheaper, I mean $350 USD MSRP. Um, the One X player, another handheld PC in the same Switch profile. Okay. And then the Asus PG32UQX gaming monitor. Apparently, it's supposed to be brighter than the fucking sun and has a um, hearty price point of 3K. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, if it's brighter than the sun, maybe Green will actually play horror games since he can see everything coming. <laughs> maybe. Green, Green's that guy that plays horror games when it tells you to do the brightness slider. It says, just until this one's visible, he cranks it all the way up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see. No, I relate. I relate. I I do crank it up a little bit higher than that just because it seems mm -hmm. like the stream uh, makes it darker. So if I'm streaming a horror game, I'm like, I should probably just turn this up a little bit so it's not just blackness on the screen. Don't worry. I, I just... come up with fake excuses for myself, too, Danny. It's fine. <laughs> I just like to see... <laughs> I just want to see what I'm doing. That's all I care about. It's like, I want to see that motherfucker coming from a mile and a half literally, away. Literally, literally. <laughs> just make eye contact as he runs me down. So uh, another game that we got uh, shown off here during the PC Gamer uh, show was um, 
Oh, also, I forgot to mention, we also saw Chernobyl Light uh, a couple different times throughout the weekend. So, yeah, we saw Stalker, and we saw Chernobyl Light, and now we have Pioneer, another Russian-based survival horror FPS. Guys, we have so many of these fucking games now. We have Stalker, Chernobyl Light, Pioneer, Metro 2033, so many. Oh, man. You sound like you're complaining, comrade. It's all Come of our games please. now. Um, it actually does. Exactly. It actually does oh, seem okay. pretty interesting. Um, I'm not gonna lie. It does seem pretty interesting. I just thought it was funny that we had three, three of these Russian-based survival horror games. If you want to get technical, Destiny is also set in Russia. The towers in Russia, right? Yeah, like the last city is like mm-hmm. old Russia. Yeah, but it's not yeah. a survival horror game. I know. I mean, it could still, be. Like, <laughs> like, if you want to think of, if you think about <laughs> it, yeah, it's a horror game. If you're playing Crucible, that's for sure. <laughs> she ain't wrong. One hundred percent, she is not wrong. Especially Trials weekends. Yeah, oh, I... a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we saw um, Pioneer. It looks interesting enough. Um, and then uh, we saw Project Warlock Two. Which is a uh, another boomer shooter uh, for anyone interested in older style FPS games. Um, Death Trash, a bleak action RPG, um, which has a lot of really interesting imagery. This one was actually one of those ones that I feel like Rev would probably play. Probably. Um, and then uh, they actually they showed off more ramen uh, in this uh, part of the show as well. Yeah, they also uh, they also debuted that uh, more Hello Neighbor two stuff as well. Um, the one that got my attention though, like since both of those are Tiny Build published, um, they announced a secret game that they had been getting ready to to put up on on theirs. It was called Tinykin. Um, it's like it's kind of like a three D puzzle platformer style game with a beautiful it, like it's almost got like a Paper Mario type of aesthetic to it because your characters are two D but your environment's three D. Um. So, but it, it looks really good. Uh, I I was doing some digging beforehand to see if I could figure out what the new Tiny Build game was going to be. And uh, when I discovered that it was Tiny Ken, I was like, "Ooh, this looks really adorable. And so I started doing some more digging. And I think, I think this game is going to be a lot of fun. Nice, nice. Um, I, that's all I had for the list. Is there anything you guys wanted to talk about? Uh, we'll go with McRayla first. No, nothing from me. No? Green? No. Rev, anything you want to add to the PC gaming show? Uh, Not particularly. I mean, I, I kind of spoke my piece on uh, on Tinykin being the one that wasn't talked about that I was... I mean, obviously, I'm excited as all hell for, for Raw Men, but aside from that, Tinykin was the only one that really caught my attention. Yeah. Do you guys want to gaze in the crystal ball and talk about the future game show? The future game show. Also, I'm just gonna talk about real quick the uh, the presentation. Felt fucking corporate. It's pre-scripted banter from the host. Um, There's nothing too exciting. It's kind of cool that they put to- they did put together a virtual show floor for uh, with game demos on Steam that you guys could check out. Um, and there's so many games they announced we can't talk about them all. Possibly, again. Uh, apologies to anyone who really wants us to talk about every single game ever that was announced at E3 this year, but we can't. Um, and I, I just came out with a great fucking idea for a uh, future game show. Next year, guys, D23 
do the whole thing, but with a fortune teller. Oh, shit. Yeah, you guys can be like, here's the tarot card reading. Oh, let me read your palm. We have this game in store for you. Yeah, there you guys go. There's a free idea for you to make the show more interesting because holy cow, is it boring. Um, so some of the games were announced. Harold Halibut. Um, not really my thing, but it looks interesting. It's a stop-motion adventure game from Slow Bros. It has that Wallace and Gromit kind of uh, look to it. Um, yeah, the next one I had on my uh, list, and this is, again, something for Z- uh, for Rev, maybe even Zebo. Happy Game. And I yeah, it's already it. on my wish list, bro. <laughs> it's, it looks so terrifying in all the right ways. Yeah. Oh. Um, Tales of Iron. Uh, it looks like a dark red wall game with the with storybook illustrations, which I think a lot of people would be down for. Um, McRayla, this is one for you. Kiwi. It's a game about two kiwis, the birds, who work at a post office and uh, have oh to work. To- What's that? I said, oh my god. And have to oh. work together to complete tasks. I think okay, it's a, I think yeah. it's a game for you and Rochelle. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's going to start off really cutesy, and then it's just going to devolve into screaming real fucking quick, and it'll be <laughs> glorious. See, here in my notes, it said, I said, it's a co-op game, the kind that I can see McRilla and Rochelle screaming at each other while playing. <laughs> yeah. Literally yeah. my notes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The uh, next thing on my list was eSports Boxing Club. Uh, really, I only mentioned it because boxing is having a bit of a resurgence in the last little while, and um, I thought it was cool to mention uh, it looks like the really fleshed out boxing simulation game. Like they actually, you know, are putting a lot of work and effort into um, body physics and how boxing works and how bodies react to hits and uh, stuff like that. And they have like boxer, like boxers throughout uh, different eras that you can play as as well. Like, uh, like the goat of Muhammad Ali. I'm making the call now. The only reason this game ex- is going to exist is so a whole bunch of streamers get popular playing this game, so that way they can have people for Logan and Jake Paul to box. Like, <laughs> you, say, like you say, boxing's making a resurgence, but they're all freak show fights. You know, it's like the Paul brothers, and yeah, like one of the biggest selling matches of the whole, you know, the last two years was Jake Paul knocking out an old, out of shape Ben Askren. Like, come on. <laughs> Rev is about the only person who I would I would take any sort of like uh he's the only one i listen to on combat sports it's dude boxing's it's so done whenever you're having floyd mayweather do exhibition fights against an oh and one youtuber they, they didn't even score just so the youtuber could say i went all eight rounds with floyd mayweather it's like yeah because he didn't knock you the fuck out like he should have <laughs> <laughs> he should have knocked you on your ass you want to you want to get an exhibition fight uh you know who's looking for one mike tyson bet you won't <laughs> Mike Tyson's still a terrifying individual, by the way. Yeah, scary. Um, if you, he's very scary, if you will. I would. Don't tell him, him I said that. Do not. <laughs> he's coming. He's on his way right now. <laughs> he, he's looking at me like thwickety thwitty. I'm coming for that booty. He's just fucking <laughs> running for you. Um, I'd give up. Play dead. Yeah. Shit my pants. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play possum. So, yeah, that <laughs> that's that game. Um, so, uh, do you guys want to talk about Razor? 
yeah, considering the the Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather fight was nowhere close to a razor thin decision. <laughs> I, tr- I tried. Yeah, dude, it's hard. I wasn't even trying to think of one. I'm like, this is, I'm like, this, I could just like hit the greens tech corner button right now and call it good. <laughs> please, please don't. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm, I'm dying. Please don't make me do this. Um, yeah, so Razer <laughs> announced a few things. Uh, first, I'm going to mention is the Predator's 27-inch gaming monitor featuring 165 hertz refresh rate and is THX certified, which they say is the only gaming monitor that is THX certified. Which won't fucking matter because everyone uses headsets anyways. Right? Like, that's a weird selling point no, for it, gaming. The weirdest T- fucking flex. No, THX is uh, color calibration stuff. Oh, it's not oh, the... Oh, I was thinking the... Well, yeah, yeah, that is. Oh wait, the, I'm not done. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, that is the same company, but THX does um, like color calibrations and and color standards and stuff. God, Cuphead would look so beautiful on that. Um. Then they announced a new uh, laptop, the Razer Blade 14, in, which is featuring an AMD Ryzen 5900HX laptop processor. It's an eight-core um, X. 86 CPU and a new uh, they're also going to start adding in the new RTX 3060s and higher depending on your price point uh, respectively for the 3060 it's going to be uh, $1799 for the 3070 $2199 and the 3090 at $2799 USD MSRP uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong but that is a chunky bitch laptop like that is a like for a laptop that feels like it's powerful and they say it's super thin that's the thing they're going to be very prone to overheating because it's a massive card without like the traditional heat sinks and fans see they say like, that's not going to be a problem because they're upgrading their Ryzen uh, vapor uh-huh. chambers uh huh mm. it's mm. not going to be a problem at all yep. I don't know, it's I also- don't know. Razor is usually pretty good about like like they're usually pretty good about not overselling things in my, in my, like in my history or my, you know, history of knowledge of razor. They don't usually like try to over promise and under deliver. I don't know. The, the guy came out with big dick energy. He what a fucking salesman straight up. I'm like, you know what, dude, <laughs> if you were a car salesman, you might have just made a sale. <laughs> you came out pretty fucking good. Um, the Razer Blade 14 is also coming out with uh, 16 gigs of RAM, one terabyte storage, and a 61.6 watt hour rechargeable lithium ion polymer battery. Uh, I also feel like I should mention here because I didn't have it written down. Um, the uh, engineered face mask, the is it Project Hazel, will be coming out in drops. They also announced that oh, as well. That'd be kind of cool. I've been I've been wanting that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would, I, I kind of want to get one for for the girlfriend. I think I think that'd be kind of nice as a gift. By the way, I I didn't mention it yet, but um, my girlfriend got me a custom made next to nothing tumbler that I've been drinking out of all show. It's fantastic. I absolutely love it. Um, back to Razor. Uh, they also announced the a new Razer uh, 
charger, a USB-C 130-watt GAN charger. It's smaller than any, one, any other 130-watt charger. It fits in your pocket, can charge up to four devices at a time, two USB-A and USB-C charging ports, and is MSRPing for $180. Um, looks pretty cool. Like as, as somebody a, who goes camping and hiking quite a bit, that could be something that comes in really handy for someone like me. It, it, like this is a portable charger, right? Like a, it's, like it's a battery a, pack. No, 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 it's no, like no. A, no, it's like a charging port. Like you plug it into the wall and it produces 130 Watts, like of charging power. Yeah. Like your uh, laptop so like, charger. Yeah. It, like it'll charge your laptop really fast or your phone really fast. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Or or a power bank really fast. Yeah. Yeah. It was um again, kinda like part of his this dude's like big dick energy and just salesmanship. He had a hundred thirty he had like a standard hundred thirty watt charger in his hand. And then he pulled this one out from uh from behind it. <laughs> I'm just like you fucking magician. <laughs> Like god damn there's some showmanship here in this guy's sales pitch. It's like it's so small you can keister it and it won't break it like it will a Joy-Con. <laughs> Take a shot guys. Take a shot. We mentioned keistering a fucking Joy-Con. I I will I will mention that every chance I get. God. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think the I think this GAN charger looks pretty interesting. I don't have that many devices that I would honestly probably use it on. Cause I don't have like a laptop that would like require that even charges USB C. I don't have any other devices I'm like other than like but it would be kinda nice just to have like under the desk. I mean it it worked really well for uh like my phone does USB C and then they, my my son's switch light and a switch if it's not on uh not on the port. Mm-hmm. Like you said, power banks, my power bank uh, that I use for camping runs on a USB-C. So I can get that charged up. Cause I inevitably always forget to do that. Cause I'm horrible at preparing. Dude. I had, uh, I had that same thing, right? So I, I was going this weekend. I went to grab my regular battery pack and that wasn't charged. I'm like, fuck. I went to uh, grab my um, jump pack because I always, if I'm going out of town, I like to have a jump pack with me for my uh, car or mm-hmm. anyone else. And that wasn't plugged in and charged. And then <laughs> I realized that I have, is I, um, I have, I think I mentioned on the show, I have another um, like car charger with like a light and power bank in it. And that wasn't mm-hmm. plugged in either. So like all of my shit was like all my extra power devices were just dead. I'm like, gee, I'm really like to, glad I don't have an uh, emergency right now. I would like to say, God, that is just Bush League, my friend. But I am the same way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's Razor. Um, that was all that was I think pretty much all that was worth mentioning for Razor. Uh, Want to move on to Nintendo? Yeah. Which I th- yeah, I, th- I think I think we can smash out Nintendo pretty quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cat uh you guys want to want to catch hey. all of the Nintendo news? <laughs> all that Joy-Con. <laughs> <laughs> so right, uh, they didn't they didn't freaking talk about the Switch Pro. You know, they they should have come out and just said Switch Pro won't break the Joy-Cons if you put them in your butt. They probably don't. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh pretty standard nintendo direct not a lot uh, out of place same corporate presentation nintendo always gives every month and a half um they did show off some new games uh i think the most notable one really being metroid dread um it's a new 2d entry into the series and looks pretty dope it almost looks scary yeah i thought that one was pretty pretty solid announcement actually yeah and that one's coming out this year um man yeah, that's a new mario party okay uh, uh, one that I know people were really excited for was a new WarioWare, which is kind of another Mario Party esque thing. Like there's like mini games and stuff. Um, the uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild two is coming out in 2022, but they didn't show anything off for it. No, nah, and I think I, we all kind of knew it was coming, right? Like, yeah, we, we knew that there was a Breath of the Wild two coming. Yeah, the thing that they did for the thirty year celebration for uh, for Legend of Zelda was um, a watch and play, mm-hmm. which is um, I, I I'm sure for a Legend of Zelda fan is interesting and fun, but I don't necessarily care about it. <laughs> um. A few things they also showed off was uh, Tin Megami Tensei uh, 5, which, I don't know, didn't really tickle my fancy. They showed off um, some stuff from a new Monster Hunter game, which basically makes Monster Hunter look more like Pokemon. Like, eh? I think Monster Hunter fans will enjoy that. Like, the, yeah. It feels like they, they kind of made announcements that were very f- fandom-specific you know, like catered, you know, like, like there's a very specific audience that liked the original WarioWare and same with like Mario Party and, you know, not Mario Party doesn't necessarily pander to the whole Mario fandom, just like people who like Mario Party. So yeah. it feels like they, they were kind of very, uh, it was, it was literally just fandom specific because there were no overarching, you know, major announcements for the, the system itself or any, any kind of breaking new, anything that wasn't already a lot like an existing license. There was no brand new anything really. Yeah. And then like, yeah, you mentioned no switch pro was announced. Which... I was excited about Kazuya though. New smash character. Caught yeah. me off guard. Kazuya Mishima, big Tekken fan. Thought that was cool. Then he actually gets to use devil, uh, devil Kazuya powers. So that was, that was really cool. Yeah. McRelo. Um, I normally have not, like, in the past, I haven't been excited about Nintendo because I've never really owned a Nintendo um, console before, but I just got a Switch recently, and so I'm really excited for... I enjoy Mario Party, so I'm excited for that. I'm excited to try out Wario, the WarioWare game and a few others, and I, there are a few games that have piqued my interest I'm pretty excited about. How about you, Green? I actually didn't get to watch the Nintendo one, but I I don't really particularly pay attention to Nintendo. Yeah. It's usually forced on me when the new Smash character comes out and I see it somewhere. It's like, oh my god, another Smash character. Uh, Oh my god. Uh, I'm just nut. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that was Nintendo for me. Um... I, I do want to mention Take-Two and Verizon real quick. These are really... I, I don't even have them as, like, topics because they're not even really worth mentioning that much. Um, pretty corporate presentations. Verizon is investing more into gaming and data infrastructure to make services like Stadia more appealing and consistent. And Take-Two decided to broadcast a panel about uh, corporate accountability and diversity and inclusion. 
Uh, they didn't make any announcements related to any of their properties. Um, you know who didn't make that announcement, though? Who? Ubisoft. <laughs> True. True. They did not. And they're the ones that need to do it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, that, was there anything you guys wanted to talk about E3 that we didn't get to already? Um, Elden Ring. There was a trailer Ooh. for that. Oh, that's, yeah, that's right. That's a very good one. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was during Elden the kickoff Ring. show. Yeah, that mm-hmm. looks good. It looks really good. And I'm like playing through the Soulsborne series right now. And it's just like, it's really scratching that itch. And I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Uh, which okay, is I was going to say that, but I didn't remember if that was E3 or if it was before E3. Because that one, uh, that one looked really good. Because it's a standalone, isn't it? Yeah, it's a standalone mm-hmm. Borderlands game. Um, it, it technically, like Elden Ring wasn't technically announced during E3. It was during the kickoff oh, shit, show. My bad. No, My it's bad. yeah. No, it's, oh, it's still no. relative though. Yeah, it's oh, very relative. Oh what god. Have what have you done, McRayla? Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, there's like a again, we kind of have like this weird thing and I and I kind of want to have a conversation just about like the nature of E3 now. Um we we talked about it last year where you know, everything was so disparate and spread out. Like ever it was kind of a free for all. And this year it doesn't feel like it was necessarily that different, right? Like the usual suspects showed up to E3, but things were a little bit more disparate and spread out than usual, it feels like. And there were some other things surrounding E3 that kind of makes me wonder about the future of the event. And I don't know, I just kinda wanna get your guys' thoughts on it. Um Let's, uh, uh, I'll start with green. You have any thoughts you want to share on just like E3 as a whole this year? How you think E3 next year is going to go? I'm wondering if they're going to continue with the, the whole digital-esque style, you know, doing paneling and live, or if they're going to do like a, you know, going forward, like a massive event like they used to. That's my biggest thing. Like, are they continuing with the small crowd? And you know, digital format, or what will we see like an actual in person thing where we can actually like get tickets to go to? That's my thing. But like, mm-hmm. games have been at a weird point right now. Like, nothing's really like super tickled my fancy until Battlefield came along. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, anything is a crapshoot right now. Like, it could next year could be insane, or it could be just bland. Yeah. Uh, McRayla, how about you? Um, so I don't usually watch E3 just because I'm usually like doing something or working or whatever. Um, and I don't know how it's felt previous years, but I felt like this year specifically, it. I feel like in the past E3 has always been like the event where like all of the big game announcements, all like everyone looks forward to E3 every year because there's usually going to be some major announcement for something that a bunch of people are just going to be super excited for. But that didn't feel like it's been the case for sure this year from what I remember last year as well. So I'm wondering if like with all of these companies now having their own like press conferences where they really bring out the hard hitters. I'm wondering if E3 is even going to be a thing three years in the future, five years in the future, like, or if it's just going to be now a series of, oh, Nintendo has their own little press conference. Oh, Sony has their own press conference. Microsoft has their own thing. Instead of just having all these announcements at one week-long event, if it's just going to be like, oh, this month it's this person, this month it's this person, or 
Interesting. So it's it's definitely interesting to see the change. Um, whether or not that's mostly because of the pandemic and all of the weirdness surrounding like this year and last year, or if it's going to be a more permanent thing. We'll see. Yeah, Padre. Um, I think I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of. Um, I mean, I thought this one felt better than last year's. Obviously, you know, because it, it wasn't. It didn't feel as rushed. Because well, we didn't they had have time. one last year. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. It was. It was just all over the place last year. Um, but I also agree uh, with McRayla. Like it, next year, we could start. You know, within the next few years, or rather, we could start seeing just like scattered things again from individuals. I think what a lot of it, in my personal opinion, is going to boil down to is how many of the big dogs start backing out if if people start taking a page out of sony's book and if like microsoft decides to back out next year nintendo decide and all they have left are like indie games and a few devs and publishers are they really going to put that much money into an e3 you know and so i think i think that will determine if we even have one or not next year or at the very least if we have an in-person one because there's so much more money that goes into putting together an in-person one now granted you make some of that money you make a lot of money on them too but you won't make a lot of money if the big dogs aren't there yeah so i I think i think if we start seeing a trend of bigger companies pulling out e3 will probably collapse yeah Mm -hmm. i can see microsoft and nintendo pulling out Right, Sony already did really because they're the biggest of the they're the the, the platforms, right? They're the ones who make like the exclusivity deals mm-hmm. and whatever else, mm-hmm. which would leave the companies like Sega and um, Capcom and Ubisoft and all the publishers, EA, you know, Activision Blizzard. Although Activision Blizzard didn't do anything for E3 this year. Um, Right? Am I or am I talking? I'm gonna ask. I don't remember seeing them. I think they do everything nah, for nah, like BlizzCon. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, Blizzard didn't make so much as an appearance. Now they did make. Um, they did make those couple of announcements prior to E3 about, um, Overwatch becoming cross-platform. But that's yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I think right. I saw so, something about um, Diablo, too. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think what if the if the platform producers pull out, it's just gonna be publishers, and I think that'll survive for a couple of years, and then probably fizzle out too as everyone else starts mm-hmm. to do their own thing. Do their own yeah. thing. Um, I we were having this conversation in 2019 where everyone's like, "Is this even relevant anymore?" 2020 kind of proved it wasn't right. Like everyone can do their own thing. And so for 2021 for E3 to come back and then to be so lackluster and then to have on top of it, so many issues related to rebroadcasting, right? There were a lot of warnings out there for DMCA strikes Mm -hmm. and be like, you guys can't, that, that small crowd, you need to have a broadcast agreement with whoever in order to rebroadcast it you can't do a live reaction to nintendo's thing unless you have permission and so much more and jeff Keeley couldn't even get permission from the esa to do rebroadcasts he's the one who runs the kickoff show (laughs) you know he runs the game awards and he couldn't get permission and what it smelled what it smells like to me is the esa and the publishers colluding with major news outlets to keep those broadcast rights secured. 
right? They they are protecting the IGNs, the game spots, and whoever else from competition by saying no smaller outfits smaller creators cannot co-stream this event and i think that is actually more damaging to e uh to um to e3 than almost anything else if you can't get smaller outfits to even if you don't let smaller outfits you know get involved then what's the point they're the ones that generate more hype than ign IGN isn't out there creating hype and, and communicating with people as it's happening and generating that excitement. No, they have mods in there making sure people aren't spamming porn in the fucking Which links. they do a horrible job of as well. I Holy shit, IGN's moderation team sucks. Bad. That holy was, that shit. That was one of the highlights, well, lowlights, I guess, of the weekend is how many people were talking about how horrible ign's chat modding was that people were in there posting like emotes you know they were like making those like text walls that look like asses and you know painted and yeah all those things it was it was a dumpster fire man terrible i i because i was watching a lot of shit at work i had to make sure that i kept the chat closed it was awful absolutely awful and so those are the people they're protecting and i think that's a I personally think that's abundantly clear. I think it is yeah. collusion between e- the ESA, who runs E3, and the major game press outlets. Polygon, Kotaku, um, you know, IGN, IGN, GameSpot, Eurogamer, yep, so on and so forth. I think that's what's going on there. Let's uh, let's also not ignore, you know, like kind of on the on the topic of the whole will E3 even be a thing in a few years. How much money are all of these things, all these people, are the companies, devs, publishers, all of them, how much are they going to save not having to pay for a time slot on E3? I mean, because right. E3 is like the Super Bowl of gaming announcements. So the, the amount that that cost is exorbitantly more expensive than it would be to just put on your own show, especially yeah. if it's going to stay digital. Mm-hmm. Here's a big question for you is how much money are gaming outlets going to lose? If they can't get uh, broadcasting partnerships with E3, right? Because if you watch the IGN uh, stream, right, they had shit running like 24-7. Like it felt like they were running a goddamn 24-hour news cap- uh, channel with um, like self-promo and, uh, you know, putting in like the daily fix in there and all this other stuff and like, you know all the other advertisements they're probably able to sell inside of it. How much money do you think they're going to lose when, if the, if E3 just crumbles? Oh God, tons. And I think that's why they were trying to just get it secured to where they, they're the only ones that could do it. You know, yeah. like, yeah, I think, I, I think, e, I, I think doing stuff like that shoots E3 in the foot. And I want, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they made that move as like a last hurrah to, kind of pull in whatever they can knowing that it's probably not going to be that big of a i mean i granted if they get next year if sony's like all right we're back because we're going back in person whole different story i mean e3 can really step back up and be what it was but i think a lot of companies are just going to start pulling out and doing their own directs and then you'll see like these uh, these indie companies or these other publishers and devs just hop on on their shows you know say like Mm -hmm. hey 
you know, we're going to have, even if it's not like an exclusive license or an exclusive IP, it's like, we're going to have some content that's timed exclusive for this one. So can we be on your show? Kind of like how, uh, destiny used to do, uh, was it for PlayStation that they would have like the extra, you know, um, strike mission and all that from time to time that yeah. you would have on PlayStation before they would ever come to Xbox. Um, you, you'll see that. I think they'll just be like, Hey, you know, we're going to have some time exclusive stuff here. Can we jump on your, on your show? You know, we'll pay you this much to have a time slot and it would be way cheaper than E3. And you won't have, you don't have to compete. You know, cause E3 yeah. is an exhausting weekend. That is like, I mean, that's a lot of time to just be watching stuff about video games. Like even people who are gamers, it's a lot of time. So like say, Xbox has one in, you know, the winter. Nintendo has one in the fall and uh Sony has one in the summer. They're like spaced out. People aren't like all burned out and stuff. And then like your other season you can have like just a like you can do the Summer Games Fest or something, you know, like that and have anybody that doesn't want to be on like a platform specific show have their showcase there because Summer Games Fest in my opinion is fun, more fun than E3 was. Yeah. Yeah, um, I have nothing else to add. Anything? Any other third? Uh, any other thoughts you guys want to toss out there? No, I have said my no. piece. Yep. All right. Uh, do you guys want to wrap up the show? Sure thing. All right, McRayla, start us off. Yes. What's coming up on your channel? Tell the kind folks out there who you are, what you do, where people uh, can find you. Yeah. So, uh, uh, hi, I'm. Michaela, or you can call me Michaela. That's my name. Um, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Michaela, spelled M-I-C-K-E-R-A-Y-L-A. Um, I'm currently playing Bloodborne. Um, we started the um, Old Hunters DLC, just beat Ludwig and cried my eyes out. Um, hopefully we can finish up, uh, you know, the DLC next week, although the bosses are a pain in my ass. Um, so we'll see. But it's a good time. It's always a fun time. Soulsborn games are always fun. But yeah. That's me. Don't you don't have to lie to yourself. I enjoy them. I enjoy them. They're I, incredibly frustrating, but the sense of accomplishment that like you get from it is just so rewarding. See, I I hear pain in your voice, but I'll I'll believe you, I guess. No. No, <laughs> no pain. Green, what's coming up on your channel? Um, I'm gonna try not to die. Uh, I'm gonna have a vacation Friday, like all weekend. I'm gonna be gone all weekend, but I'm gonna try to sneak some stuff in there if I'm feeling better. Uh, on you know tomorrow or Thursday, I'm not. I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll we'll see. We'll we'll see. We'll see. I'm not. I'm not sure. But you can catch me twitch.tv forward slash Mister Elite. Uh, also on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all all the fancy socials. Uh, all at Mr. Green Lee, except for Instagram, which is TTV Mr. Green Lee. So, yeah. Pod Rev. Uh, I start my new schedule uh, starting tomorrow. So, I'm going to be going live every night between Wednesday and Sunday, um, but I'm alternating days. So, Wednesdays I'll be live on Twitch, Thursdays YouTube, then Twitch, then YouTube, then Twitch. And coming up on Twitch starting tomorrow, I'm going to be continuing Backbone, which has been a fun little like. Uh, you know, you play as a private eye raccoon trying to solve um trying to solve what you thought was a cheating husband case and it just I mean it spiraled down quick. Uh, amazing, amazing though. Um on YouTube, I'm going to be continuing Chicory, a colorful tale. Cannot wait to cover that one on the show because it is 
it, it, it's an absolutely charming game, but also delves into some serious uh, mental health things and kind of some stuff that you deal with um, just on the daily. And but Friday, I was going to do it tomorrow, but they're not going to be back in town Friday. I finally do my Minecraft stream with Aiden. My my son, I, I did a channel points redemption thing on my Twitch channel that if it you know we hit a certain amount from the community, I'd play Minecraft for the first time ever, and my son would teach me how to play. So we're doing that Friday night, and you could find me on Twitch and YouTube at just RevSvin, um, and then you can find me literally on all other socials at RevSvin TV because I'm a pompous ass and like to pretend like I'm a TV star. But you are, baby boo, you are. Only if you put me on your TV. It's like, fuck, we're on computers and mobile most of the time. What? I'll put you Jeez. up on my Roku. It's all right. Yeah. Wait, you can put me up on the Roku? Uh, With with YouTube, yeah. Oh, touche. Yeah, because, oh, yeah. Because, fuck, I'm on YouTube, right? I mean, that <laughs> makes sense. I'm just sitting here thinking about Twitch. I'm stupid. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so um, coming up on my channel, uh, Friday night, I am... Finally doing the stream with my pops. We're playing Age of Empires 2. Uh, I'm going to kick his ass thoroughly. You hear that, Dad? I'm going to fucking win. I'm coming for you. Wait, what's Dad short for? Yeah, it's short for uh, Dother. Dother. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've got my uh, I- I've got a stream coming up with my dad. Um, that'll be this Friday. We're playing Age of Empires 2. You guys can come in and ask him uh, what it was like to raise me. Ask him, ask him all sorts of questions. <laughs> uh, um, <clears throat> excuse me. And then Saturday night, playing Hunt Showdown with Baz. Nine Baz, good old Nine Baz. And then Sunday, I'm not quite sure what I'm playing. I think I might start Void Bastards. Ooh, I've heard good things about that. I, if, if I can't make it, you got to tell me how it is. Will do. Will do. So, yeah, that's uh, what I got going on for us uh, or for my uh, channel. Um, and I'm just going to wrap up the show right. Oh, uh, and then, of course, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube, Danny K, D A N I E C A E. Um, YouTube and TikTok, it's uh, just add media at the end of it. And then you're good. Um, so, yeah, wrapping up the show. Uh, Guys, we appreciate all of you for joining us. It means a lot to us that you take the time to watch and listen. Uh, don't forget the question of the week, which really isn't a question. I just want you guys to lie to me. And that is, um, tell me a fake announcement from E3 that sounds like it's real. Go on ahead and let us know. Uh, or go on ahead and lie to us in the comments of the uh, YouTube um, channel. Or you guys can tweet at me, at Danny K, D-A-N-I-E-C-A-E, like I said. Uh, if you guys miss any part of the show, you can find us on... YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you guys are finding us on those platforms, you can join us live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And if you guys want to help support the show, you guys can leave a like, subscribe, and leave a comment. But the best way every week is by telling your friends. Seriously, it helps us out a lot, and uh, your friends will appreciate it. I don't think I've ever had anyone... Uh, say that my friends suggested the show and I fucking hate them for it now. So you don't have to worry <laughs> about it. Tell your fr- tell your friends about the show. That seriously helps us out. Other than that, guys, stay safe, stay cool, keep fighting the good fights, and we will talk to you guys again next week. Bye! Kisses. I love you. Bye.